Overcoming Adversity and Learning to Live a Happy Life. We'll talk about that on this episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Independent fact checking and corrections are encouraged. This episode is brought to you by Funwise Capital. Funwise Capital is a business lender matching platform. Avoid the mystery of one-sided deals. Connect with Fundwise to get the very best funding you can qualify for fast. You can apply online in 60 seconds or less, and there's no effect to your credit to see how much you can get. It's easy. Use the funding for anything you need to start or grow your business. You did hear me correctly. I did say start or grow your business. If you don't have a business yet, but you got a solid business plan, they can help you get funding. Get the best funding you can qualify for. Their strategic lender matching platform searches through hundreds of lenders to find the very best possible option for your unique situation. They have hundreds of five-star reviews on Google, Trustpilot, and Facebook, and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They provide unsecured lines of credit at 0% interest for 9 to 15 months. Unsecured term loans, loans based on income, short-term gap funding, and bridge loans. They work with real estate, startups like I already mentioned, franchises, restaurants, any kind of business, any kind of project. To get started, it's really easy. Just go to apply.funwise.com slash minddog. That's apply.funwise.com slash minddog. Get money for your business now. Apply.funwise.com slash minddog. Welcome, my friends, to yet another episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. I'm Matt Napo. Thanks for coming. It's great to have you here, as always. Uh, wishing everybody a somber Memorial Day in remembrance of those who gave their lives in the service of this country. Uh, it's, um, it's astonishing to me how many people get this day mixed up with Veterans Day. And in doing so, unwittingly or unintentionally, dishonoring those who are meant to be honored on this day. It's about those who uh, gave all, gave their life in service of the country. We have a day for Veterans Day, and actually we can have 364 days a year to honor all veterans. But today is set aside specifically to honor those who gave their lives in service of this country. And I think a lot of people forget that and unwittingly or unintentionally kind of dishonor those who the day was meant to honor. We're going to talk uh, about uh, overcoming adversity and uh, finding happiness in life, finding uh, love and, and finding and living a happy life of intention. My guest tonight has a uh, an interesting story, and she had written her memoir uh, and published it about a year ago, and this is a follow-up book, and it's called uh, Lessons Learned About Life and Love, Living with Intention and the Wisdom of Great Minds. Uh, born in uh, Berlin during World War II, Vivian Knebel, uh grew up with uh, grew up in post-war years. Those challenging times left their mark on her, but also toughened her against the adversities of this world. She's here now to discuss her book. Ladies and gentlemen, please open your ears, open your minds, and help me welcome Vivian Knebel. Vivian, welcome. 
Thank you. Thank you for having me, Matt. It's my pleasure to have you. Uh, now, if I can just quickly show the, the book cover and we'll, we'll uh, get into the whole story. I got it here. So you don't have to do anything. Oh, good. Uh, I'm a little slow today. Today has been an interesting day. I started the show this morning. Um, was Did not have a... Um, it was an unscheduled show this morning, but the gentleman who uh, who was my guest it was uh, I I helped him get through a suicide attempt on Saturday night, and uh, we were talking about the adversities he's overcome in his life. He was uh, born uh, got a, a traumatic brain injury at three years old and has cerebral palsy as a result of it, and has overcome a lot to get his master's degree. But uh, dealing with depression, dealing with the downside of life, so I feel like. And I've said this many times on this program. I feel like things don't happen uh, just in a in a vacuum. Sometimes things are coincidences or things that seem like uh, coincidences uh, are meant to be. And I think today's uh, all about this idea of um, overcoming hardships and overcoming the, the, we may have been dealt a bad hand, but we don't have to stay with that bad hand. So uh, thank you for coming here and thank you for uh, sharing this story with my audience. Now, um, first question I have for you, you wrote a memoir, why, uh, and basically that is a story of your life, why the next book? The next book um, is to show uh, that we, uh, even though when your life is great, going perfectly like it was with me, uh, we are constantly in a cycle of ups and downs. We are always going to be challenged in life because there is no life without it. You know, this is just something. And I have uh, overcome many, many uh, things in my life with, uh, you already mentioned that I was born in the epicenter of Nazi Germany. I was an illegitimate child, which was taboo in Nazi Germany. I was um, deemed stateless. With other words, I had no country. I had many adversities to um, uh, to overcome. And, uh, I then uh, made something of myself. I walked that long path of to self-fulfillment and self-discovery. And so I walked that path and uh, studied over many years the wisdom of the great minds, the philosophers, poets, the great thinkers. And uh, I always felt there's more to life. I wanted to have a deeper understanding. And um, I applied their wisdom into my life experiences. And it is amazing how that works. And uh, so I want to share that with the reader uh, with the second book, Lessons Learned About Life and Love. And also I wanted to narrate uh, my husband's uh, situation right now. He's the love of my life. I've been married to him uh, for 57 years. And he's being challenged with two serious illnesses. And I almost lost him uh, last year. And uh, I want to share with people how we can, with positivity, optimism, and hope, how we can get through this and, and even get something, you know, derive something good for ourselves. And derive, because there's always meaning and joy. I want to explain that to people that it is still possible to find meaning and joy even in these adverse situations. No, I appreciate that. That's a, a great message. Um, 
Uh, the question first before we go get into ha- the how to of of how you find positivity in a time of struggle. Uh, you said something there that I was uh, really curious about. You said you were deemed stateless. What exactly does that mean? You were in uh, East Germany, but not a citizen of East Germany. Uh, is that- I was born. I was born in Germany, but uh, since I was an illegitimate child, uh, the law, the German law, was such that the child gets the nationality of the father. Since I had no father, I was deemed stateless. So it, you know, it, it makes you feel worthless. Yeah, you know, I... one thing after another, it makes you feel worthless, but it just made me stronger. I always kept searching and, and I put out my optimism and positivity and uh, just saw the good, tried to find the good in, in the worst situations. Wow. Uh, yeah, I can, I can understand how that would make you feel like nobody. Um, so getting out of East Berlin, what did you have to wait until the wall came down to get out? Well, to begin with, I, I did not end up in East Berlin. I ended up in West Berlin. Thank heavens. I landed up, uh, landed in, um, ended up in West Berlin. Um, but we went often to the East sector to visit relatives. And at that time, the wall was not up yet, but yet. You know, the East and the West, there was a great difference. It was like all gray in the East, whereas the West, well, wasn't very colorful after the war. Believe me, everything seemed colorless, but uh, much better than in the East. And also, you, in, once you were in the East, you could not listen to a, a channel from the West, you know, a Western channel. You were, every time we just crossed even the border to go to into the East, my mother always said, shh, shh don't say anything, you know, just keep your mouth shut because you were looked up and down, you know, um, it was stifling. It was stifling. And, you know, today that is is Memorial Day. And I think that's really a good day. We talk about this, you know, with these, the war now going on in the Ukraine and these, these, this horrible, that, that horrible human aggression of war, you know, how Hitler, in Hitler's Nazi Germany, propaganda and lies they were very big with that, you know. So it just shows us that we must not listen to the lies and propaganda. We need to uh, uh, go by the our own experiences with that. What we feel, what we experience, only then we can. We must live by it. Okay, that's a that's a great um, great point. Uh, tomorrow night's guest is all about uh, the age of disinformation and trying to find out the truth. But uh, for me, that means not having television and not paying attention to cable news and all that kind of stuff. But it's still hard to escape um, propaganda, as you call yeah. it, in, in, yes, on the internet. Yes, but this is like in like in in Russia. The, look at the people. You know, it's not about my book, but I don't. Uh, I don't mind talking about this because I feel people need to learn from this. Don't judge for yourself you know judge for yourself and also the war it hardens people it changes them forever it puts a mark on them no i i can understand that completely and and trauma is part of uh part of the human condition and so you never quite leave those scars behind from something like that so no um, right so the the content of this book is it, the first book was a memoir this is book is it anecdotal is is it more of a self-help how-to book uh, what that, is the content like? yes i would say it's inspirational because here you 
you look at the weakest, I was once the weakest link in my life for the, uh, until my husband built me up. He believed in me. He was kind of the, the wind beneath my wings. He, he, uh, when he met me, he said, I had no self-esteem. I felt worthless, but he believed in me and he lifted me up. And I wrote uh, my first book as a, as a, a gift as a token of appreciation for his 80th birthday. And the second book is also dedicated to him. And that is, uh, has many uh, facets actually. It's also about the aging process because I'm now 79 and I feel this is the most beautiful stage of my life. And I also, again, want to encourage people, don't see aging as decay, see it as a, an active drive forward to, uh, to uh, ex have, New, to seek more knowledge and understanding. Well, I, I appreciate that as a person who's growing. We're all growing older, but I'm I'm beyond where where I'm on the uh, where most people would consider on the downside of the hill. So I appreciate that. But I have no, to I... say, I have to say, you look remarkable. Uh, saying that you're saying your age, I would have probably guessed somewhere probably twenty years at least younger than that. So I hear that a lot, but you know. And Matt, I really do believe is with when you have a life uh, where you truly you have that inner dignity of a fully loved, truly loved life that comes from within. Right. That joy radiates out, and I think it is rejuvenating. Well, I really do believe that it's not what you put on; it comes from within. What you radi radiate outwards, what you feel inside, the thoughts that you engage, you know, that you entertain. If you entertain loving, good thoughts, you become what you think. And you're also going to look like that. Okay. I, I appreciate that, and I totally uh, get it. Um, what I kind of uh, talk to people about, and I, I just want to get your take on this, in, in overcoming the adversities that you had, uh, and I talk to people about Looking outside of yourself, uh, doing something to help other people is a way to, uh, first of all, find some meaning in your own life and, and start to feel better about your own life and get a sense of self-worth. Self do, you, do you agree with that? Is that an important ingredient? Well said. You couldn't have said it better. I believe um, a purpose is really, really important. We need to have a purpose not just to do something good for ourselves, but for the world around us. Right. So, you know, and I think purpose is, is key really here and uh, try to be of service. Don't always ask, uh, um, uh, uh, me, me, me. Always right. What's in it for yourself. me? <laughs> right. Yes. Right. Always. What's in it for me? What can I do? An awareness of service, which expresses love, not fear and distrust, you know, and so I believe, what, what can I do? You know, the same here, I was, this is a good day to talk about this. I um, eventually became an American citizen and I became very emotional when they welcomed me, when they welcomed me and I felt I wanted to be a citizen of this country. They welcomed me and I'm immensely grateful. I've had, had the best experiences with Americans from a child from a little child on when I sat on their, on their lap, on an American soldier's lap, and he would give me candy, you know, always kindness. In 1948, Berlin was encircled. 
and we were almost, you know, the, the Berliners didn't have any food. So the Americans, they launched an airlift, which lasted a year, and they dropped food, you know, on the city of right. Berlin. And this is why I have every reason to be grateful to this beautiful country. I only have one wish for it to reunite. <laughs> I want us to reunite. Well, it's um, my wish. Are you it's optimistic about wish. that? I really am, I tell you, because I can see already with the Ukrainian war that the West has never been more un united than right now. And I think as Americans watch, you know, what is going on, how horrible um, the, the democracy is strong and yet it's very fragile. And when Americans really realize that, then maybe they say to themselves, I mean, you cannot, I realize, People all have different thoughts, and uh, uh, but I think you they would say to themselves, "This is uh, this makes sense. Let's reunite. Let's be as strong as we can be." Well, I appreciate your optimism. I really do. Uh, I'm uh, not so optimistic, but uh, I think, and I'd love to get your take on this. I think going through what you went through has colored you colored your experience in a way that gives you reason to be hopeful i think part of part of what we don't realize in life is understanding that trials and tribulations are necessary for human growth and spiritual growth and to get to the place where you are you could not be this optimistic person hoping for uh the best for, for this country had you not gone through some of the the uh, really tough times that you went through. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. I, I totally believe that. Uh, I think, uh, you know, but when we have, when we are positive, you know, it helps us and optimistic, that helps us uh, be strong in everything we do. Hmm. You know, we, we can train to be that way. We can, can say, instead of saying, you know, oh, this is all, this is all crappy here. This, this is not, you know, I don't like the situation here at all. Well, try to, try to see some good in it. No, I, I agree Find with that. Find that little crumb of good and build on that. And it's amazing how it gets better. It's a mindset. Play the right thoughts in your mind. No, I totally agree with that. Uh, I don't. I don't consider myself necessarily a pessimist. I try to be a realist. I want. I'm, ho yes. I'm hopeful to be an optimist, and I every day I try to. Um, find some reason to be optimistic but uh, i also see the bitterness and and the lack of ability to have conversations and honest communication with without it breaking down into insult and childish uh, defensiveness that's of so our positions sad. and all that kind of stuff oh that's very upsetting that's very upsetting uh, i allow people to have to have their opinion and I might say, well, that is your opinion. I respect it. I feel different. Right. You know, that's the only way I can. I do not want to lock horns. I just right. dislike that. But yet I will uh, tell people how I feel. And I tell you, when you have gone through such hunger and cold and and uh, all the strikes that I had against me, uh, uh, you will see things differently. You will be grateful for the smallest of mercies you become that way then and right. that is just going to be it's 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 the way you are it is a, it is 
It is incredible gratitude. It is a way of life. Okay. It's a uh, way of life. I think really, Matt, we can train to be that way if we want to see where is the good here? Where is the good? Not and not always depreciate everything. You know, the more you depreciate, the more empty you're going to feel. Hmm. Oh, I, I appreciate the optimism. I really do. I really do. But uh, I, you know what? Uh, and I, I, I get what you're saying to say to respect other people's um, opinions and say, I understand you feel that way, but I feel differently. Problem is, in, in the discourse I'm seeing, it doesn't always it, it, it seems hard for people to say, stay civil in that discussion. Um, I, I and see we see, that, yes. yeah, and we see that. And so, uh, uh, I'm not, I'm not necessarily optimistic. I'm not pessimistic, but, uh, it's a, a great challenge to overcome and, and to heal the divide in America. Uh, but, uh, talking specifically about the book. So it, you does it start with your childhood and, 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 uh, take us through the journey of your life, much like a memoir would, or is it? Well, the first book, From Rubble to Champagne, because I literally came out of the rubble of Berlin. Uh, uh, I was born when everything started to fall apart. You know, that that is, and so I immersed from the rubble, and I started to, that was my first book, when I explained exactly right from the beginning when I was born, and, and how this you know, what I went through, the aftermath, and so on. And uh, so I was very, very honest. And I I let people see me, deeply see me. Uh, there are many unattractive things about it because I'm now refined. I have a, you know, I have a life of luxury. It's unbelievable. It is a Cinderella story, but I've never forgotten the past. Right. You know, I did not forget how how I uh, got here, and uh, and I will never, and it should not be forgotten. Uh, also, the way the Jewish people were suffering that should never be forgotten. You know, because we need to teach young people, hey, you know, remember this. Too bad you're you're right, Matt, in the sense that people, some people do not want to learn, and history repeats itself. You can see it now in the Ukraine. Same yeah. thing, Putin's war. Hitler's war is so similar. Okay. It's so similar. Well, I agree. And I, I'm totally on the side of the people of Ukraine. We have, and I, it gets conflicting uh, because uh, there are people with um, agendas to point out now, uh, and this is a really sensitive subject here, that there are people with Nazi uh, ideologies in Ukraine, and and that's and, that and they point that out as a reason why we should not be in defense of Ukraine. But my position on that: there are Nazis everywhere. Sadly, but exactly. true, there are yes. Nazis everywhere in the world. Yeah. You can't escape those people, uh, yes. and they, they tend to <laughs> be able to hide very well when 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 the time is when it's necessary to hide and come out of the woodwork when they feel the opportunity. Yeah, I think they're psychopaths. They right. can hide it very well. They don't feel empathy, but they can pretend. You know, right. it's amazing. No, it's terrible. No, my book here is to open people's eyes. Uh, it's uh, it's also about the aging process. What I go through with my husband, the love of my life. How I have decided. You know, I will uh, go on even if I lose him, be because you know. You, 
when you had such a close, beautiful relationship, uh, you think, oh, you know, how am I going to make it? Well, you know, that is, uh, you have to go on. I right. will go on because you're needed in family you, and life is precious. I just want to point that out. And like I said, I've gone through the gamut. I had gone through sexual abuse at the age of 14. At the age of 17, I tried to commit suicide and through a miraculous intervention by a little girl, I was, you know, it's, it's strange. It is, I think it is destiny. It was supposed to be that way. I'm here now to teach others, to guide them. And uh, I uh, have grown beyond my success and live my most beautiful life now. And what I'm doing with writing these book, books, I'm giving back to society. No, I, I appreciate that. And I think that's an important part. Uh, again, that, that's an important part of healing yourself is this idea of wanting to be a giver and give something, add value to the world. And uh, that's a, a really important uh, element in all this. Now, you talk about... Uh, being suicidal uh, when well, let me back up a little bit when did you find first come to america uh, i can't, well actually i we immigrated to canada okay. we immigrated to canada and i went into the workforce at the age of 14 i was 13 when we left you know when that ship made its way into the water i germany wasn't all that good to me at that time you know right. in my childhood and i still cried when I looked uh, back at my homeland, it's the only land I knew. It's every I left everything familiar, and I cried. But then I vowed, and I said, "One day I'll return, and I'll be successful, and you will not even recognize me." And I did just that, Matt. I manifested my destiny, and then I turned into the future, and you know, and build build my life. But even in Canada, it was tough in the beginning. My stepfather could not find work. We went hungry again the first winter. My mother took me by the hand and walked into a church. We asked the priest for assistance in my broken English. My mother couldn't speak any English. He handed us $35 so we could buy some staples like rice and flour, you know, the, the staples. And uh, then at 14, I asked my mother, let me go to work. And, um, and she got, obtained a special permit and because of that child labor law. And then I got this, I thought a dream job at a dentist who was going to train me to become a dental assistant. But, uh, and it all went well, I worked hard and so on. But one day uh, one of his friends came in, he was in his forties, I was 14. I did not look my age. I already had stepped into my own beauty and was developed, but uh, he sexually abused me when the doctor was not there, when, when I was alone in the office. And so I had to quit that job and, Went to work for Woolworths behind the lunch counter, making sandwiches with care and heart because I always wanted to please, you know. Yeah. But an awareness of service is a good thing to have. Right. I, it's I, a good thing to have. What can I do? You know, what can I do here? And the same when the Americans, they welcomed me into this country after my I got married. My husband went to do his own business. And then we decided to become American citizens. But, uh, you know, you have to apply yourself. I still think this is the greatest country because the potential is still out there. Yes, you have to walk the extra mile, you know, do the extra work. Nothing, you have to, to persevere and be determined 
And uh, without that, you're not going to get very far. You're going to have to put in the work, but the potential is out there. I totally appreciate your point of view on that. I think what you're saying highlights something I've said, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm necessarily right about this, but I have developed an opinion that people who are in America, who became American citizens on purpose, generally get it a lot more than people who were born here and take it for granted. You know uh, and, and yes. so you are an American on purpose. In other words, you you wanted to be part of this country. Yes. You weren't just born into it and and just lived here and and take all the freedoms and all the all the for opportunities granted. for granted. Right? Yeah, nothing. Yeah. I take nothing for granted. I always will uh, do the extra work and always ask myself, what can I do here? You know, not right. and not always say me me me. You know, replace that pronoun with we with us and have a little bit more compassion right you know i think that's so important that we see each other i in other people as well because we are connected you know i'm not religious but i'm deeply spiritual and i get it i get it we are all connected well i want to talk about this uh, idea of of spirituality and possibly destiny uh and let let me start here you're i i think you would would and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think the meeting your husband was a catalyst, a turning point in your life. Absolutely, yes? absolutely. Now yes. a lot of people live life, especially if they're living unhappy, waiting for a moment, a a turning point, a catalyst, a a stimulus to change their life, and uh, look for it, and kind of and might not even might not even notice it when it happens right and that's part of it but uh do you believe in destiny and fate and and these kinds of things i actually do i actually do uh uh, believe there's uh, there's fate why why would that little girl of around six years old uh, stand in front of me when i was sitting in my car with the motor on the closed garage that i wanted to uh, go uh, drift into my ultimate end that little girl all of a sudden stood in front of me. It was a duplex, a one or two car garage, and she must have come in the side door, which I wasn't was not aware of. And so this is this is not coincidence. Right. I think this is karmic. I I really believe that. Uh, but but uh, no, I do I do believe in that. I do believe uh, certain things. But but also, you know. The higher power, you can call it God, you can call it whatever you want to, uh, gives, gave us our abilities. You know, everybody has something. And I think it is our obligation to use it, to put it to good use. And if I would not have met my husband, I actually set goals. I said to myself, one day I'm going to make it, you know, before I met my husband. And I would say, Get yourself some books, you know, get some books, you know, um, uh, uh, self-help or, or, you know, study the minds of the, 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 the great minds, the great thinkers, learn from that, but then apply what you've learned, what, what you, what you, your knowledge. If you don't apply it, it's useless. It's, you just know it. It's nothing but an awareness of the rituals of, of experts, you know, of the teachings of experts. You have to apply it. But right. if you don't, you cannot just wait. Oh, I'm waiting for Prince Charming 
you know, like I was lucky. <laughs> he did come into my life, but I, again, you know, we were both immigrants. Um, we built our life together and we each pulled our weight. And I always, right in the beginning, when I got married, I could have said, oh, now I'm married. I don't, you know, I have to try that much. Let him provide and so on. I always ran the extra mile. I always did that little extra. And I think that'll come back to you. And I didn't even do it because I thought one day it'll come back to me. It's just my nature. So in, in all of this, did you, did, were there ever moments where you felt defeated uh, or, or defeatism enter your mindset or no, were oh, you ever yes. always positive thinking that someday this will change and get better? Well, I was positive in, in, in my childhood, positive thought one day, you know, I'm going to, like when we immigrated, I'm going to come back and be successful. I hadn't met my husband at all, but I was, I felt very de- uh, suppressed and defeated um and especially when i i started to work for Volkswagen sales and service that was i was around yeah that was the time i was about 16 at that time uh i worked in an accounting department but uh, i also went to night school because i realized i in order to improve my station in life i'm going to have to learn you know you can't just have eight years of formal education and then expect something. You're going to have to further your education. So I went to night school and learned typing and stenography. And then I landed that office job. And uh, But I was in a big accounting department with women, older women, that there was no camaraderie, no connection. And I spiraled into a deep depression. And what do you know at 17? I thought, I'm trying so hard. If this is going to be my life, you know, this is, I don't want this kind of a life. And that's where, that was my lowest point. And when I attempted a a suicide, but after that little girl intervened, I picked myself up, held on to a glimmer of hope and uh, went back to my, my job. And eventually there was a position open for the service manager as a secretary downstairs. And I got the job because I knew typing and stenography and already things were better because I had life around me. Right. You know, I guess I needed that. And then at 20, a man walked in, bought a Porsche, became my husband. <laughs> well, congratulations. Uh, and now that, do you believe that was fate and destiny as well? I, I don't know. I think we radiate out pretty much. We get what we radiate outwards, you know? Yeah. I think there's something to it. If you are going to do have that that optimistic outlook and uh, always trying your best. Oh gee, Oops. I'm sorry, I got that's, my airpod. That's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've got two small ears. Well, I <laughs> think you, fall I out. think if you've overcome on all you've all gone through already, I think we can overcome a moment of of uh, dropping a earpiece. Yes, uh. yes, yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. And so I do, I do believe what you put out, you get back. I really believe that. And your thoughts keep entertain good thoughts, you know, you, not this. you know, I, I love that idea. And I, I, you know, I, I don't want, I don't want to sound defeatist here about this, but I try that a lot. And, and when I wait for results and when I don't see results, I get disappointed. I get and frustrated. I yeah. 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 But yeah. you know what? Um, I don't expect so much, you know, I put my best out there and I don't expect so much. If it comes my way, I'm, 
so grateful and I celebrate my little victories. You know, I do, but I don't expect it. And I also, when you come across, I've learned that, and this is all from the, from the wise minds. Uh, um, I have learned that when things should tick you off normally, you know, you get upset, you know, I won't allow it. I have learned that our mind is our kingdom and nobody can depress us without our permission. I have definitely learned that. And so uh, I, uh, I just won't let, let it get to me. If people say something or do something which happens very rarely, but then I'll detach myself in a state of gentleness. I'm not even angry. I said, well, if that's how you are, that's it's too bad, so sad. I'm, I just stay the course. I appreciate that. Now, a suicide, you know, and this is just one instance in your life, but the, I, I seem to be a little bit of a theme today. And I yes. agree. I agree with what you said earlier that, you know, what coincidences, I don't necessarily believe in coincidences. I think things, uh, I, I don't want to get too, you know, um, mystical here, but I do think for some reason things happen for a reason things are tied together and so suicide seems to be a theme and i, I just want to touch on that for a second what i, I said I, this I, morning a big part of overcoming or a big part of people who feel suicidal is this idea that nobody cares nobody listens to me i don't make a difference now you you talk about this one little girl was were there other people in your life that reached out to you and 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 well, basically change your mindset about good, good question because nobody knew how I felt. I always put on a, 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 a an, an air about like, like I would always try to be upbeat. I hid it from everyone. You see, I was considered dumb in school by my teacher in the first grade. You know what that does to your, to yeah. your psyche. I, I was, like I said, illegitimate, had no country. Uh, belong to no country all these strikes against me made me feel so worthless and I thought already I'm damaged and that's why I did not l let anyone know how I felt no one knew no one knew and so I uh, dealt with it on my own which was is very tough you know that's very tough but that's also why I wrote that in the book because I want to help young people the older people too have have uh, but a lot of young people have suicidal thoughts no, um well, i always say life is not static it changes even if you don't want it to so right. we you know don't cling to this is always going to be so dark um and that is my message also in the book and that's why i want to help young people and especially young people because i can relate to that you know they deserve understanding and love and right. older people too you know it's a terrible thing to be depressed it's it hurts depression hurts absolutely and, and part of the other part i just want to mention before we move off of this whole uh very down uh part of the, the conversation about suicide is it can, like you said you ma you mask uh, you masked it and put on a brave face and a happy face yes. a lot of times people when um and this happened the other night when this young man who who reached out on social media and said he was suicidal. A lot of people just said, "Oh, well, that's just talk. He's not going to do it." And a lot of times, I, I I posted a video this morning when we I shared a video when we were discussing this. 
there was a girl who's smiling, dancing 12 hours before she actually committed suicide and, and, be, and putting on a happy face and the whole world doesn't ex- doesn't see it. So it, it should never be taken lightly. If somebody expresses those kind of thoughts. Take it very serious. To, yeah, yes. Always take it yeah. very seriously. Yeah. yeah. Um, being an author, was that always in your plan? Actually, I always admired uh, to be able to write. I admired writers. I always thought, oh, it must be wonderful, you know, to, to sit behind your desk and let your thoughts take on shape. But then I never thought I would be able to because I, I had so little education, you see. And, uh, but then that came with age and knowledge and wisdom because you don't, it just shows that great wisdom is not just, you don't, it's not just gained in the lecture hall or classroom. You go through life and you go with attention, pay attention, 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 I always say, and, uh, and uh, see everything. I see everything and absorb it. And, you know, it's just the way I just be aware and, and pay attention. It's yeah. out there. So was the, the craft of actually sitting down and writing the book, was that a struggle or did it come easy to Not you? at all. It's really strange. I had this blank piece of paper. I was sitting at Pete's Cafe, you know, my, my regular haunt. And I said, and I was always writing because for years I've been taking notes from the great thinkers and the philosophers. And so I was always writing and pe- people often approached me and said, are you a writer? And I said, no, I'm just putting my thoughts here on paper uh, about life and so on. I study life more or less. And uh, then I decided, you know, I've had such a multifaceted life and love story. And I've gone, you know, through everything, every emotion you can imagine. And now I am here. I almost want to pinch myself and say, my God, is that really me? This is how I felt. And as a people need to know about this. And I decided to write about my life. And I had this blank piece of paper. And I, how do you do that? I said, and then I said to myself, just start from the beginning, from my earliest memories. And then what my mother and the, the relatives uh, passed on to me when I was little. Of course, I don't remember that when my mother was running from falling bombs. And I was lying in a three-wheeled carriage because you couldn't get any parts you know she was just running to the bunkers and uh, i don't remember lying in that carriage but i i just remember those what what they've told me how it was when i was a little child you know when i was little and then when i could finally remember when i could remember there was must have been like i think from three on little bits and pieces and then i just went on from what i could remember and then every emotion i opened myself up and just uh, just kept writing. I it felt like spinning gold with my pen. Yeah, well, and it, okay. it's freeing a freeing experience. It is he. It had a feeling of a healing effect. It had a healing effect on me. Well, that's that's an inspirational part of it, just as much as the backstory that the book contains. It's just the ability to say, you know what. Uh, because I, part of the reason I started this podcast, and there were many reasons, but one gentleman I met who felt like he was too old and couldn't, couldn't follow his dreams, couldn't pursue what he really wanted to do. And I, I think that is a terrible place to arrive at in life. Uh, and so I applaud you for, for 
uh, having taking the initiative later in life to say, you know what, I need to tell the story, and um, nothing is going to stop me. And right, no, and every yeah, and yeah. that everybody has a book with them, within them. You know, you can everybody can write, and even if you just put your 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 life on the on paper, you you actually you pay your joy and gratitude forward to future generations gratitude you know, and I, paying it forward yes indeed yes, yeah I, I really believe that uh, in my case i think it's a little more it's my gift back to society i want to help i right. want to help people because of my horrible experience that i uh, went through and uh, the way i came out of it on top from being the weakest link to becoming the strongest uh, it can be done Right. It can be done. Earlier, you mentioned the word wisdom, and I, I've been trying to convey this to. There's a young man who I um, converse with online every once in a while, and he's an MIT grad and very smart, but he's young. But, and I try to explain to him the difference between being smart. You could be really smart, but wise is not something that comes from school. It comes from experience. It comes from hardship it comes from understand empathy it comes from understanding people and being part of the human condition and understanding connection and all those kinds yes. of things and, yes. and so with that do you think that older people is there a place where because you said you wrote, wrote this for young people and i appreciate that because so many young people are struggling in this world that uh, current situation in the world but do you think there's ever a point where where uh, people are too set in their ways to uh well you can you changes? can decide you are your own master and self-mastery comes through will you know say to yourself it's, it's again it's a play the right thoughts i can do this you know i want to do this or or if you don't like some i take so i do self-inventory very often i do a self-inventory i say am i on the right track is this what i, how I want to be but uh, it's never too late. I'd say, uh, like I say, uh, even when you, I mean, I'm one of those blessed people that I'm very healthy. I'm strong, uh, enthusiastic. I, I happen to be, which is great. It helps. But uh, being just healthy and strong is not a given uh, when you're at my, uh, my age. But there are people that are not blessed with that. And yet they can still contribute. They can tell stories. They can share recipes, tell stories, give love, and uh, and uh, even if you just lie there, there's still the presence. You know, right. you're needed in family. There's still the presence, and so uh, life never ceases to have meaning. And I say the beauty of it is to get when you get older. There's so much you can do that you haven't done before. Just right. look, search. You know. What is it? Where do I feel fulfilled? What, what excites me the most? You know, that, when you find that, that is the authentic you. Yeah, I, and I, what you're talking to is no matter how old you are, it's still uh, holding on to this sense of purpose to, to your life, having some, something to do with your life. One of the things right. I've struggled with with young people, because when, we, when we're growing up, people like to ask, what do you want to be when you grow up? That's a, the question. And so many people can't answer that or answer that with like just the fanciful uh, fantasies of, of things that 
might not be all that realistic because we don't know how to answer that. And I, I say, well, don't necessarily think about what do you want to be when you grow up? What, what, what drives you? What do you want to achieve in life? What, what, what goals would you like to, what, what do you want to do with your life? Because it's a gift that we have. And I, I think that's a difficult thing to get through to young people. So in writing this book, how do you address those people, young people who have no idea what they want to do with their life and feel lost, can't find any purpose? Well, just find what is it that I enjoy in life? You like, for instance, when I was a child, hunger was a constant. And I decided it was very easy for me to, to know what I want to be. I wanted to be a chef. I wanted to be a cook because I thought oh, it must be great to be around food all the time. You know? <laughs> and I never became a, a cook, but a cook for my family. And I do it well <clears throat> because there's nothing more beautiful than gathering people on, at your table and sharing bread together and a, a wonderful meal. And that's why even in COVID, I was... Uh, I was feeling, uh, I went through this. I sailed through COVID really well because I thought, you know what? I have a roof over my head. I have food. I have my stove. I can always prepare a great meal. I've got my books. I've got, I can write. I can read. You know, I still felt wealthy. You know, I felt, I felt an immense gratitude, even what? in that time. There's a, the word again, gratitude. Uh, and Is everything. Right, and it it's difficult to explain the value of gratitude to people who feel destitute, and, and this that's come up in recent uh, interviews as well because we were talking about homelessness last week. Wow, did you hear that? No, bomb just went off in my in the background oh. here. Pe people oh. get carried away with fireworks, but it was oh, a very, yes, very yes, loud yes. boom. I didn't hear it. <laughs> Startled me. Uh, but so people who are destitute and have absolutely nothing, trying to explain, or they feel like they have absolutely nothing, trying to explain there are still things in your life that you do have. You have your health. You have, you know, yeah. look look for little things to be grateful for. Yes. And your life will, will make changes and you'll yes. get more to be grateful for. But and trying to explain lose, that concept. Right. And when people lose everything, you know, then we have to stoop and start again. Right. You know, as long as you, you are capable, you know, with your hands and you have some strength, you stoop and you start again. That's what we did. You know, when I was in, in Germany, as born among... Uh, it, within the in the war and then growing up among nothing but rubble and not having food i had to go with a little pail and beg for for chicken heads and and fish heads so my mother could make soup you know wow. uh, uh, so i uh, um, we had nothing because and my mother came from a very well to do family her father uh, the nazis took everything away from him because he was a foreigner. He was Yugoslavian, her father, my mother. My mother was born in Germany um, and her mother was also German, but her father was Yugoslavian. And he had three hair salons. He was a hairdresser in Berlin. He had a hotel in the Baltic Sea. He had, you know, money and paper. Everything was taken away from him. Well, and, it sounds uh, like your so, mom, your mother had a fascinating life story as well. That's probably your next I, book. <laughs> no, I just, I described my mother very well. She was a striking beauty and uh, um, a free spirit, non-conformist, a rebel. 
and uh, that was not good <laughs> in Germany and especially not in Nazi times. But uh, she uh, she uh, worked the black market, striking deals, you know, just anything to to uh, put food on the table. When we lose everything, you know, we have to stoop and start with with from nothing. Right. You know. Sounds like she was Courage. a great example for you, the mindset that you carry forward now. In, in... My mother instilled uh, greatest empathy, the greatest value in values in us. Although it was difficult because she was a rebel, a nonconformist, and therefore she had two illegitimate children, but she loved her children uh, deeply, and she was fiercely devoted to us and passed on the greatest values. She was an amazing mother. Good, good for her and good for you. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Uh, so, what's what? What is the future? Obviously, you're you're trying to get people to uh, uh, read this book and pay attention and get the message from this book. Uh, covers a little dark there. I should have lightened it up there so people could see a little bit. Uh, but um, uh, so obviously, that's the plan for now. Do you have uh, future projects in mind, or is this? I have focused? really what I what I do. I have a lot of speaking engagements, and I get the word out. I appreciate you having me here to, for allowing me to have a voice. And so I, I, uh, uh, I, I t speak a lot about my life. And also they are doing a documentary right now on my life. And I think that's very interesting. And uh, I will just, you know, put it out there. I want to lift people up. This is what, what my mission is. Let's Lift people up and see the good that remains. You Very know, don't cool. look at what you've lost. Look at the remaining good. Yeah. You start with a little crumb. It'll get bigger and bigger. Don't expect it so much. And it has to be all big right away. And also work much more from within to be a better person. You know, chisel away because we can, you know, we do everything. We go to the moon and further. And we are so overdeveloped on the outside, so underdeveloped within. Yeah. You know, we can deal with everything, just not with ourselves. And I think that's where it, it, uh, this uh, needs to come in, that where you go within, get to your center. And that is when COVID came, that brought a lot of good things too. It is meant to be, again, we were talking about, you believe in destiny or... I believe the world was going too fast, uh, going crazy. Maybe it was time for rest and re restoration and get back to your center and examine the values. I don't know? disagree with that at all. It's a difficult statement to make because people, when, when I've made that statement, people interpret it as being cold and uncaring about the people that we've lost. And I, I, I honor those people and I, I, deeply regret the loss that anybody has felt during those times but i do feel like uh in any anything any crisis that happens or, or confronts us in in life is uh something for us to learn from to something learn. is an opportunity yeah. for us to better ourselves to examine how we got in in this mess and really just take a step back and say wait totally. a minute Maybe, maybe uh, this there's a lesson in in, in this for me. Absolutely. And, what yeah. can I learn here? What have I learned from this? You know, yep. ask yourself. And and uh, and uh, once you are at the stage where I am, or that feeling that 
having that that inner dignity of a truly loved life then you are rich that is wealth you know yeah. Yeah. Uh, i like nice things and i used to be a um, i used to be a materialist ma materialistic much more materialistic i still to this day enjoy beautiful things but in the in the my priorities it's not number one yeah i, can, I get that I too i need the beauty but i can find it in nature i can find it in nature uh, you know it's uh, i tell you this is uh, don't think so much about the things you know the, they're great i mean they're great to be when you have money it, it definitely is nice you can it empowers you in a sense that you can help other people with it if you choose to do so hopefully um it buys a lot of comfort and a lot of beautiful things and there's nothing wrong with enjoying beautiful things they're not evil but they are transient right you have this one thing and 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 all this money what if it's all taken away and i tell you you can see it in the ukraine it just shows you that in a moment's notice everything can be taken away from you yes and i but, talked about that that uh, this morning too because uh, i've been there i have uh i've been on the top of the mountain and at the bottom of the mountain and the bottom of the uh valley and, and had a life of, of extreme ups and downs and part of that uh it increases your awareness of uh how and you you talk about money. It's not about money, but I think we live in a time where we are engulfed in consumerism and 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 more focused on stuff than spirit and people exactly. and, and, and the heart and all, and yeah. empathy and all. And the all stuff is all nice if it's nice stuff, but it's transient. It's temporary it's transient, too, and it can be taken away from you. But what you have inside, you know. That is, uh, that is, uh, no one can take away from you uh, how you cope with those challenges that right. when they come, you know, how yes. you cope with them, no one can take away that, can that take that away from you. So yes. uh, I think uh, be strong, build yourself up from within, you know, create the right values and you're going to, and, and the beautiful thing is one beautiful thing comes after another. It seems to come slowly even more more beauty will come your way right well the book again is called lessons learned about life and love living with intention and the wisdom from great minds and it's by uh, my guest tonight vivian knebel uh and her website is vivianknebel.com it's scrolling along the bottom it's also in the link in the description link so make it nice and easy for people to visit the website vivian thank you so much you're a uh, inspiration and a uh, really compelling story, and I appreciate you sharing that with with people. And I appreciate you, uh, you know, being a a light in the world uh, where we have so much darkness. So, thank you for coming, and I yes, appreciate. Yes, yes, thank you, Matt. Thank you for having me uh, and allowing me to have a voice. Be well. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Bye for now. Vivian Knebel, folks. Uh, inspirational story there, and. Um, I hope you I hope you find some um, some inspiration and motivation in what she says. Visit her, her website, check out the book, check out her previous book, which is a memoir. And um, we kind of started to touch on um, the big the big evil in the world. I think is this whole idea of consumerism. Stuff is temporary, folks. Uh, life and people are what matters. Your spirit is what matters. Giving back, adding value to the world. 
all these uh, concepts, I know they're uh, they're just ideas, and they're not concrete, and we can't hold on to them. But I think they make a difference. Gratitude, empathy, all those things. Great message here, and uh, we'd love to hear your feedback. Info at minddogtv.com. That's the show for tonight. I thank you for coming. I hope you will check out uh, Vivian's website and the book. And uh, I will see you tomorrow morning on Coffee with the Dog. Thanks for coming. Have a great rest of your night. And bye for now. Don't forget to turn on your radio.
to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. 